Monday. This is a five-minute crypto daily update for April 24th. I was out of commission over the weekend, but we're back on a crypto horse now. We've got a new Europeg stablecoin from a major EU bank. Sotheby's is auctioning three arrows as collection. Gemini is expanding overseas. And then a bunch of good stuff from crypto Twitter. All right, let's go. So as of this recording, Bitcoin sits just under 27,900. ETH is 1,880. Uh, it's been a pretty down week for major blue chip tokens, but prices seem to be settling. A few winners from the last 24 hours include Stacks, CurveDAO, and good old Litecoin making an appearance. So what's going on in crypto land? Uh, first up, we've got Societe Generale, which is a large publicly traded bank based in Paris. It's announced plans to launch a Europeg stablecoin. Uh, it'll be called Eurocoinvertible, or EURCV for short, and it'll be on Ethereum. Um, holders will have the option for full collateral redemption. I assume, although this wasn't confirmed, that full KYC will be required and it'll be mostly focused as an institutional stablecoin. Societe Generale, it's also known as SocGen. It was started 150 years ago in Paris, and it's got a public market cap of almost 20 billion USD. So this is a major player. Next, we have Sotheby's, which announced that it's auctioning a portion of failed hedge fund Three Arrows' blue chip collection. The collection is called Grails, and the auction starts May 19th at Sotheby's New York, so you still got plenty of time to get ready and, and get your bid on. And they released a really slick trailer, which will be in the show notes, and the auctioned assets include a who's who of blue chip uh, NFTs. Ringers, squiggles, you got an alien punk, autoglyphs, fidenzas. Most of the art was bought in 2021 uh, before 3AC imploded due to a series of bad bets on Lunaterra and GBTC. Following our Coinbase news from a few days ago, Gemini has also announced plans to expand overseas. The U.S.-based exchange, which is founded by the Winklevi, announced plans to build teams and regional products in India and Singapore. And they also announced an offshore derivatives platform, and the first product will be a perpetual BTC contract. If you remember, earlier this year, Gemini was charged by the SEC for offering a yield-bearing Gemini Earn program, uh, which they had to shut down. And finally, we've got some data on the Ethereum ecosystem's growth. Arbitrum Layer 2's blockchain's daily transaction fees have passed those of Bitcoin. This is according to Blockworks and the service CryptoFees.info, and the link will be in the show notes. Even though Arbitrum's daily transaction fees may have passed Bitcoin for a day, when you look at seven-day averages, it's still lagging, although it's growing quickly. When you look at seven-day averages uh, for all blockchains, Ethereum is far and away the number one chain in terms of daily transaction fees at almost 11 million in daily fees. Uniswap is second with 2 million, and Bitcoin is third with 600,000. All right, let's move on to crypto Twitter. Uh, there's a bunch of good stuff over the weekend. One of them is a developing story that the Argentine Central Bank has suspended bank operations until Monday. Uh, foreign payments are also suspended, according to Tur de Meester on Twitter. Apparently, Argentina's central bank ran out of dollars and started stealing local banks' customer USD deposits to fill the hole. Now that's no longer working, so they're announcing a bank holiday. This is still a developing story, and so far the sources are two Twitter accounts, so just 
take that with a grain of salt. Argentina's inflation rate is more than 100% year over year. And recently, the central bank raised the interest rate 3% to 81%. Okay, next, we have a very short thread on uh, from Campbell J. Austin on the implications of the EU passing the MICA crypto regulations. In his words, in the past, when Europe has taken these steps, Normally, they have been surpassed as a place for innovation by the United States. However, in this case, the hysterical response towards a new technology by U.S. regulators and some politicians means that the EU has a massive advantage in the short to medium term. Finally, on crypto Twitter, got a long thread from NFT writer and artist Aaron Sage asking if NFT culture is dead, which could just be a bottom signal. Uh, He says, the OG ape clubhouse noises, the OG lazy lion Twitter raids, the OG NFT culture that built the 2021 peak market, all gone forever. The current NFT culture is this, greed, shadiness, and scams. And in reply, Victor Boonin of Bison Trails said this, friend, this thread reads like it's your first bear market. You miss the euphoria. Everyone is friends with everyone when you're all making enormous sums of easy money. The euphoria will come back. Don't worry, but don't confuse it with culture, which in my opinion is a very great point. All right, lastly here, we've got something that's a bit old, but it's really good. So I wanted to share it from Rana Capital. It's an idiot's guide to surviving alt season. Uh, To quote, as little to no fresh money is entering the ecosystem, narratives tend to be short-lived as smart money traders rotate between coins at high frequency. In effect, traders are playing a high-stakes game of hot potato in the absence of external buying pressure. He outlines five kinds of buyers and the order in which they tend to benefit during these short market pumps. So the first is project insiders. The second is snipers and botters. The third is on-chain sleuths. The fourth is crypto regulars. And fifth is retail. And he says, retail traders serve as the ultimate source of exit liquidity for all the groups outlined above. However, as mentioned above, modern alt seasons have not seen inflows of external capital to the crypto markets, and this group should therefore not be relied upon to be the source of your profits. Okay, that's it for today. That was about six minutes long. The links will be in the show notes as usual. You can follow at 2DGensPod on Twitter and subscribe for more. For our outro clip, got Robert Leshner on the Chopping Block podcast talking about VCs and crypto. Well, I'd like to go all the way back to Bitcoin. I think this is a lot of the argument against VCs in crypto is that Bitcoin didn't have any VCs, period, full stop. Now, is it the same for other chains or other L1s or other like things trying to be currencies? There's a whole spectrum of activity, but Bitcoin didn't have any VCs. So to a lot of like OG crypto thinkers, they say, well, no one needs VCs because the biggest, baddest thing on the face of the earth 